And we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. You are sitting here with your boy, Matty B. Uh, I'm running solo today. It is going to be the quickest one ever. I just wanted to jump on here and talk some basketball with you guys. Uh, as you saw on the socials, probably Locke is allegedly unwell. Uh, we work in parameters of alleged here, as you know. Uh, did we allegedly go out and go a little too hard on the weekend? Possibly. Uh, can neither confirm nor deny. So we will leave that until the Thursday Oval Ball pod. But I just wanted to get a quick one out today. And as I said, I will be surprised if this goes more than 10 minutes. But before we get into everything, uh, I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you for sharing with two friends. Continue to do so. Uh, we've cracked the top 100, closing in on the top 50 for uh, podcasts in Apple Podcasts in terms of rugby league and basketball. Um, so please continue to share with two friends. Um, share with your nan. Share with your mum. Um, share good episodes. Don't maybe maybe this one's not the greatest one to share because I'm nice and nasally. If you can't tell, again allegedly, maybe went a little too hard on the weekend, but can neither confirm nor deny. Um, but in terms of yeah, just loving your guys' support. It's been it's been fantastic. Uh, please keep it up. Please keep hitting us up on the socials at Fifth and Dribble on everywhere everywhere that you find good podcasts you can find us as well um as always let's pray so praise be on to the boys at the boys and girls sorry at the cover au um they're doing tremendous work at www.thecover.com.au they're also on the cover au on instagram and all of those great social networking platforms. Um, praise be on to the doc guy who's getting a little bit of a rest right now. Praise be on to the socials guy, which, you know, he's been slacking a little bit. I, I'm, I'm aware, but uh, we're going to take him out the back and we're going to sort him out. Um, praise be on to Locke. Let's hope he allegedly feels better. And praise be on to me. Now, NBA. Um there's, there's a bit to cover, but there's not heaps to cover because these series started kind of poor. I mean, Golden State took a commanding lead uh, 1-0 against Dallas. Everybody's just clicking on on all cylinders. Um, so, yeah, game one was 112-87. to 87. They absolutely blew them out. Then uh, in game two, the Mavericks came out and absolutely gut punch the Golden State Warriors but a 20 point lead is nothing compared to the Golden State Warriors you know they're they're the the godfathers of the three they've revolutionized the game over their dynasty and their ability to get open shots and get drives and all that kind of stuff and um their paint presence in this game they just absolutely killed it Kevon Looney had a had a career night 21 and 12 um Andrew Wiggins is contributing at a very high clip, which is unlike him. Steph Curry is still your out-and-out probable MVP for the uh, Magic Johnson, new Magic Johnson trophy. So the Warriors are up 3-zip. Three, three uh, game to come tomorrow. Uh, the last game they played, 109-100. Not as convincing of a win. Uh, Dallas hung around for a while there. Luke is doing everything he fucking can, man. Like 34 points, 7.5 rebounds over the series and 5 assists. Like, this guy's going to burn out eventually. It's just, it's kind of nice to see it happen in the Western Conference Finals and not in the first round. Um, 
it alludes to the fact that he's got a little bit of extra help, which is nice. You know, you've had the Bronson game. You've had the Dinwiddie game. Um, Davis Bertans is getting in Damian Lee's ear and he's chirping a little bit. But then again, it's Damian Lee and Davis Bertans. Like, who's really tuning in for that fight? Um but yeah, the Warriors are just proving too strong. You're getting great comp- like Draymond's doing his typical Draymond thing. He's you know around about eight six and and five, but it's what he does that doesn't show up on the stat sheet that is really doing wonders for the Warriors. Um, Steph Curry, as I said, has been tremendous. He's near thirty points per game, eight and a half rebounds almost, and and almost seven assists. Um, Andrew Wiggins, I think he's hovering around seventeen points per game, and Clay Thompson, he's hovering around eighteen as well. And you're getting a steady, you know, fifteen to twenty from Jordan Poole on the bench any given night. So um, look, it's good to see uh, in the disparity. I mean the. Over the series averages, the Warriors are 115 points per game versus the Mavericks 101. The rebounds are 47 to 32. Like and and the assists are 28.3 to 18. Like they're just moving the ball better. They're crashing the boards better. And they're just hitting more shots. I mean, they haven't had a a Memphis kind of game where they, you know, shot like 70%, but they haven't needed to because Dallas isn't putting that kind of pressure on them in order to force them into those kinds of those kind of plays and those kinds of looks um interestingly Dallas is taking care of the ball better than Golden State is it's 15 turnovers to 11 however that's at the most 12 point swing you know about uh a 10 or an eight point swing sorry guys my brain about an eight point swing regardless so you just look at the shooting discrepancies and it's it's 53 40 and 80 versus 41 33 and 75 like that's that basketball is a really simple game all you gotta do is put the ball in the hoop right so if you're not doing that you're not gonna win games and that's all that's happening uh over in for the Dallas Mavericks currently. Now, moving over to the East, that's a fucking series. 2-2 as of today. Boston came out and absolutely haymakered Miami. Uh, But let's go from the top. So from the top, Miami started slow and Boston came out strong against the the Heat in Miami that first game. But Miami did their thing. They chipped away. They chipped away. I think Jimmy had close to 40, uh, if not more. Uh, He then came out and looked a bit gassed in the second game and Boston ended up winning by 25. I know how much friend of the show Dave is loving that. Um, Marcus Smart had himself a game. Uh, He was absolutely influential in that game let me just pull up the stats taking applications for a sherpa still um yeah just reach out to us so marcus smart was a plus 31 had 24 12 and nine rebounds and three steals he shot the ball pretty horrendously but 41 percent from three for marcus smart is almost like shooting 80 percent like that's that's actually pretty good for him but Uh, you know when you're getting that from him you're getting your regular 25 from both Tatum and and Brown who actually had you know 24 and 27 you're that you know that's a recipe for success not to mention Grant Williams off the bench giving you 19 on five of seven shooting so you know that's a recipe for success you got the contributions from everyone there and that's what Miami needed to do to come out and and do in the first game against Boston because they lost that home court advantage. They needed to come out and absolutely swing for the fences and swing. They did. 
They uh, they had a 39 to 18 first quarter there. Bam Adebayo was on fire. He absolutely carried these guys. Uh, had 31 points and 10 rebounds by the end of it. Uh, and the Heat had a franchise postseason record of 19 steals. And who was influential was Victor Oladipo. So it, it may not show up on the stat sheet. It's a bit like Draymond in that regard. Um, Jimmy Butler went down with knee inflammation, played less than 20 minutes in this game. And, and Oladipo came in off the bench uh, and gave them, you know, 20 minutes. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well, went one for four. But he had four steals, you know, five points. It did say he was a minus five, but... It, it does not reflect like the way that he was able to turn that game on its head defensively. The Celtics didn't know what to do. It got to a point where, you know, I, I'm pretty sure combined Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum had 13 uh, turnovers. Like, and that was just because PJ Tucker and Victor Oladipo were playing off of each other and they were keeping on top of both of those guys. So if the Heat can continue to have their stifling defense, it you know it's going to bode well for them, obviously. Um, you had a wasted 40-point game from Jalen Brown in this one. And to be honest, I was sitting on my lounge comatose watching this, but every time I saw it, no matter how close the Celtics got, and they brought it within one, the Heat always seemed in control. Like the the Boston crowd was getting uh, the Celtics closer and closer. However, it just got to a point where Miami was like, okay, let's stop toying around. They started, they hit some very pivotal shots and uh, it was game over. Now today, Jimmy came out and he played 28 minutes, but really did not play well. That knee has to be hindering him. He had, he shot 21% from the field, only had six points. It was a minus 30. Uh, PJ Tucker, after having a fantastic game three, where he contributed 15 points and seven rebounds, he had zero points and three rebounds in this one. Bam Adebayo went back to his old ways and only had nine points. Uh, Victor Oladipo, though, was huge again. And that's what you need. Like, it's going to come down to who's your deeper bench. And you know that Miami threw this game away because they played Duncan Robinson 23 minutes, Caleb Martin 24 minutes, Omar Yurtsevin, Haywood Highsmith, who? I've never heard that name before in my life. They both got six minutes of gameplay. So garbage time was in effect. Uh, Jason Tatum, can't take anything away from the Celtics. Jason Tatum at 31. And then they just had balanced scoring from everybody else. Robert Williams came back and obviously game Bam some, some issues. He had 12 and nine. Uh, Jalen Brown, had a bit of a down game, but, you know, you can get away with it. He had 12 and 7. Derek White had 13 in a start where Marcus Smart, his ankle obviously um, was causing some issues. Peyton Pritchard also gave you 14 off the bench. So you're going to get these 1990s, early 2000s games where they're, you know, it's 100 to 82. Uh, or 102, sorry, to 82, and, like, they just grinded out affairs, and that's what these two teams will give you. Um, it's good to see. It's basketball that we'd love to see, um, and more of it needs to occur. Um, yeah, where else do I really go from here? I think I, I don't want to put any money on it or anything like that, but, I mean, obviously, I think Golden State's going through to the final. Um and I think they're going to get a rude shock as to whoever they go up against because I think the other team coming out of the East will be more 
battle tested and it means it could go one of two ways a bit like this Mavericks series has gone uh, the Mavericks would have come in I thought the more prepared team because they had to play up a level against the Phoenix Suns so I would think that the Warriors coming in more rested um, could have hindered them, but obviously has proven to be to be a good thing. They're getting contributions out of guys they wouldn't normally, a.k.a. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. Kevon Looney has had a fantastic postseason. Um, Jordan Poole, he's allowed to kind of hide on the bench. Um, so the same thing can be said for what happens in the NBA Finals, whoever comes out of the East. Are they going to be too fatigued and not know how to counteract this Warriors offense um, or are they going to be tried and tested and ready for anything to be thrown at them Um, only time will tell the only thing that I will leave you with is that these teams in the East uh, pride themselves on their defense and because of that don't often get the output of offense that they want whereas the Warriors are quite good at shooting themselves out of slumps like you saw in game two they were down 19 they were able to come back and in game three I think they got down nine or ten at some point and went on their massive third quarter run and it wasn't even a question after that so it's it'll be interesting to see how the NBA finals plays out but I would say if I was a betting man I would probably say Boston versus the Warriors now Dave do not come at my do not come at my inbox about that. Everybody else, feel free to slide into the DMs at Fifth and Dribble. But um, Dave, if you're listening to this, mate, this is uh, I, I haven't said this for you. I've said this because you know I've been watching, and I just think that when it comes down to it, Boston is going to be able to outscore Miami. I think Boston's offense is just that bit better than Miami's defense. Um, and that was kind of shown in Game 3 where Miami just snuck out the win even though they had one of the greatest defensive onslaughts in, in you know, known history. So stay tuned. Um, that's all it is for this one, guys. I told you it would be an absolute brief one. I can't riff as well when I don't have lock. You know, we're in the studio. You're not getting that fifth and dribble ambiance. Um Praise be on to him. Praise be on to the boys at the Cover AU. Uh, praise be on to the boys at the Daily Dribble. They're doing fantastic stuff, breaking down all defensive teams, um, some rookie snubs. They very sadly lost the first part of their um, show, which we all, all know that the first part's the best part. Um, but I really appreciate if you have tuned in to this bit of a sad solo episode. Um, croaky throat locked nose ain't going to keep us down i told you rona ain't going to get us um it's just because we allegedly maybe partied a little too hard on the boat this weekend shout out to timmy um what a bucks what a bucks all right guys i'm gonna leave it there praise be share with two friends and we'll catch you on thursday for the oval ball